The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry. That's the car I drove growing up, and I couldn't have asked for a more reliable vehicle. Built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats, ooh la la, and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The easiest lies to believe are the ones that are most adjacent to the truth or sound like something that we'd want to believe Mm -hmm. so that we don't have to stretch too far. To be honest with you, there is power in mindset. Your beliefs about yourself in the world absolutely influence outcomes. That's part of what therapy is about. A big part of what I'm trying to do as a professional right now is share the insights that are in the science with people who otherwise might not come in contact with them in these medical journals and psychology journals that no one will ever read. Mm -hmm. So you need translators. It's just a question of, are they credible and are they using doctor in front of or after your name responsibly? This is Sounds Like a Cult, a show about the modern day cults we all follow. I'm Amanda Montel, author of the book Cultish, The Language of Fanaticism. I'm Issa Medina, and I'm a comedian. Every week here on our show, we discuss a different fanatical fringe group to try and answer the big question. This group sounds like a cult, but is it really? To join our cult, follow us on Instagram at soundslikeacultpod. I'm on IG at Amanda underscore Montel. And I'm on IG at Issa Medina. So Amanda, what cult or cult-like group are we going to discuss this week? I'm actually really nervous to talk about the cult of the week because I'm genuinely afraid of some of the cult leaders in this category. Yeah, you really are. I've seen you be scared. You've had situations with them in the past. I've had almost situations. I have friends who've had very real situations. Whenever people ask me, hey, Amanda, what is an emerging cultish group that you see in our culture right now what is like a pending threat something coming out of the marsh that is manipulating our culture i always say the same thing and it's the topic of this week's episode which is social media therapists oh social media therapists mental health influencers they've been there for us they've fucked us over. <laughs> they don't know us. Yeah. Are there Instagram therapists in your algorithm? There must be. Um, Not on Instagram, but definitely on TikTok. Okay. Because okay? they hear everything that I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And most of the things you're saying are like, help me. Yeah. I'm always <laughs> like, help. <laughs> I'm falling <laughs> for someone who doesn't like me back. <laughs> I've had people on my For You page that are giving me advice about something that I talked about. Hmm. And then if I have an Instagram or TikTok therapist, pop up on my for you page more than once i immediately click like not interested Hmm. because it 
pisses me off that they think they know me. Oh, like what? what's an example? Uh, there's this guy. He's really sassy. So the way that he talks about situations, it sounds like he's being really judgmental. Oh. And it bothers me because I'm like, therapists should not be judgmental. Do you know, does does he state his credentials or anything? Or? Yeah, he's like, I'm a certified therapist. Follow me for more advice. So he's giving advice already problematic when you're dispersing what should be very bespoke mental health advice to a mass audience. But like, what are some of the things that he'll say? He'll see TikToks about relationships and his style is that he'll stitch them. So you see like 10 seconds of someone else's TikTok talking about a personal problem and he'll stitch that and it immediately goes to him being like, I think I know what you're thinking right now. You are thinking that like you shouldn't date that person, but you know, I know you and what you should really do is X, Y, and Z. <laughs> and first of all it's just really judgmental and then second of all it's like you don't know what i'm thinking right 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 so he's clearly trying to manufacture this sense of one-on-one -on -one intimacy with exactly the singular second person pronoun like you like i know what's in your mind mm -hmm. as if you're sitting in the room with him with which you're obviously not exactly i'm not and i'm just like don't you have clients like why are you making tiktoks yeah yeah i haven't had tiktok for six months now <gasps> you haven't had tiktok what i've defected from that cult i do remember though i would have mental health advice pop up on my for you page from time to time in betwixt all the cat videos there was this one video where a woman <laughs> um was like I've struggled with clinical anxiety for my entire life. I received this piece of advice one time and it's changed my life. So like big claim, she was like, if you suffer from terrible anxiety and you can't sleep at night because you're up panicking, do this. And she talked about the vagus nerve, um, which, you know, I I read The Body Keeps the Score. Like I know a yeah, little you bit did. about I did it. <laughs> I feel like, you know, somewhat equipped to be able to tell utter quackery from something that might be closer to true. And she was talking about like the role of the vagus nerve and anxiety. And I was like, OK, that sounds legit. She was like, if you can't sleep at night, you got to get a cold compress, keep it in the freezer and just put it on your chest. Wait, I, I, I saw that TikTok. You saw it too. And I did it. I did it too. It worked like once and then it never worked again. <laughs> yeah. So I didn't find that it worked for me. And you know, you and I are adults and we're lucky to have our own therapists in real life. So I think we were pretty quickly able to just dismiss that. Yeah, we are. Mm -hmm. um, I recommend adulthood. You recommend adulthood? I got sick this weekend and I had a Postmates myself freaking soup. Like, I don't know. Adulthood is sometimes really hard. <laughs> Where's your mom? <laughs> but my concern is that, you know, there are probably a lot of people on this app who don't have a therapist who maybe they're young and they're like I don't need to go and tell my mom that I have yes. crippling anxiety because I'm just going to do this vagus nerve cold compress thing exactly or people who literally have not had any type of conversations or intro to mental health and mental health discussions so if that's their introduction into it they might just like immediately believe everything that this person has to say because they sound like a professional totally maybe someone watching is more willing to take advice from someone who experience themselves and is speaking anecdotally rather than an intimidating authority figure yeah or um, because less work right yeah you're already on this platform therapy came to you right whereas when you want to get a therapist for just you you it's a lot of work and it's really hard to get a therapist and it's really expensive Let's back up and start at the beginning. You know, what are we talking about when we're talking about Instagram therapists? For me, I'm talking about 
folks who claim some kind of mental health authority, some kind of credential or pseudo credential who mass disseminate mental health advice online. You might think, how bad could an Instagram therapist really be? If we're talking cult leader, that's a big accusation. These people are just trying to help. And even if they're not, you're only following these people with a lowercase f, you know, you're not like following them to the ends of the earth. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Double tap. Yeah. But I've seen Instagram therapists really blow up, especially since the start of COVID-19 lockdown, Mm. when obviously the nation's collective mental health was in a nosedive. Yeah. In the trash. In the trash. There's been no worse time for our mental health with the pandemic, economic crises left and right. Climate change. So, so many apocalypses. Not to forget the last president. (laughs) Oh, exactly. So it's the perfect storm for collective trauma apocalypses <laughs> apocalypses i'm like is that the it is right? now it is now. your linguist so it is literally now just a series of apocalypse apocalypse i like that that rolls off the tongue it really does i mean i don't like it but i don't like the idea of it right so yeah you can't turn on your computer without feeling like shit you also can't turn on your phone without seeing someone who's trying to exploit the fact that you feel like shit so nation's mental health is in a nosedive at the very same time therapists are less accessible than ever every therapist has like a year-long wait list mm-hmm. they're intensely expensive so what are people to do a lot of social media users some with real mental health cred some without some with genuine intentions some really just going for clout saw an opportunity to meet the demand for accessible mental health care by becoming therapy influencers if you are scrolling on Instagram or TikTok, but today we're really talking about Instagram, and your explore page suggests an account that has these like pithy and aesthetically pleasing posts that mm-hmm. talk about alternative takes on so mental health. aesthetically pleasing. Oh, they're all, it's Beautiful. like, yeah, it's like, oh, do you have anxiety? Millennial pink sans serif yeah. font <laughs> will help you. <laughs> yeah. It cracks me up because it's like Twitter like caught wind of that instagram trend mm-hmm. and people are now making fun of this aesthetic being like an earthquake just happened what to do next and it's like a slideshow of like get under your table oh <laughs> like explainer carousels yeah. explainer carousels of course amanda always has a word for everything okay yes explainer carousels are so parodyable and yet like who the fuck doesn't love a good explainer no, carousel? i love it i'm like tell me what to do yeah and tell- put a little arrow oh, yeah <laughs> put a little arrow in 10 slides or less oh In this world full of decisions, you're telling me what to do? Like, Canva will solve all of our crises. Literally. Actually, though, if we're talking about historically our love of quote grams, it goes back to the Protestant religion's love of Proverbs. Ever since Christianity shifted away from being an image-based religion, like Catholicism Mm -hmm. is, to a more text-based religion, we developed this obsession with pithy proverbs like our love of a quote what does pithy mean pithy means like short and profound and kind of dramatic oh is that me (laughs) yeah (laughs) you're pithy short profound and dramatic (laughs) that's amazing yeah but our love of a quote gram is connected to you know like the needlepoint psalms that hang above our grandmother's Mm. toilets in the bathroom you know yeah on instagram it's just like a digital version of that Yeah. And it's targeted to the right audiences about different things. So if you yeah, if you want like 
a needlepoint psalm in Instagram form about girl boss empowerment, the algorithm will find you. If yeah. you want it to be about trauma, the algorithm will fucking find you. Yeah. So COVID and the collective mental health crisis perfectly positioned Instagram therapists mm -hmm. to to fill a need. And so all these people started flooding to these like digestible nuggets of wisdom about everything from shadow work and the mother wound. Yeah. To like the mind gut connection. And everything you're saying right now, all those things, shadow wound, mind gut, I don't know much about those things, but they sound like really complicated subjects. And then you're saying that they're made to be digestible because our entire society is obsessed with making everything fast and easy. Mm -hmm. It already is inherently like wrong. Like, no, those are complicated, tough subjects. Why are we making them digestible? Totally. But like, if you see something that's easy for you to grasp, your impulse is not going to be to question it. Your oh, impulse 100%. is going to be to embrace it. It's like when you are at Costco, you're not going to like say no to a free sample. You know, <laughs> it's like you're going to embrace it. You're not going to ask, why are you giving me a free sample? That That's a perfect analogy. I mean, a, a Costco snack is literally digestible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's the Costco snack of therapy. Exactly. We love it. It's mm. populist. Yeah. So you might think to yourself, how high can the stakes really be? It's just Instagram. If something isn't resonating with you, you can just unfollow. But I happen to have a story um, dun, dun, dun. of how bad it can really get. Let's get into it. Let's get into <laughs> it. Let's get into it. I'll tell you, I started following her because I was like in a low place in my personal life. And I think most people that follow her are people that are like, whatever you want to call them, like empaths, people that were in toxic relationships, a lot of people in probably the recovery groups, because that's what her content is geared toward. These are all groups of people that are incredibly susceptible to like fringe movements because they're already part of the fringe in some shape or form. The person that I want to talk about, I'm not going to name because I'll be transparent. I'm afraid of her. I've looked into her closely enough to know that she has a track record of harassment and she and her team, because there's a whole team behind her, yep. her account, are pretty litigious. They love throwing around like a legal I've, threat. I've seen Amanda physically scared of this person. Yeah. <laughs> like in the past. Tense up. Um so I'm not going to name this person, but she's an example of how much power an Instagram therapist is capable of, of generating in this cultural climate. Everyone you know follows this person. Um, yeah. This woman has millions and millions of followers. A good hundred people that I follow on Instagram, including public figures and folks yep. I really respect, follow this person. Yeah. When Amanda told me who it was i like went to see who follows and it's like people i really respect yeah i don't want to get into that so i was made aware of this person through some of the sources that i was talking to for cultish when i was talking to them about like QAnon and conspirituality we've mentioned conspirituality before on this podcast i yeah, think it's a portmanteau yeah baby <laughs> yes it is your favorite word my favorite of um conspiracy theorist and spirituality and it describes this emerging group of mostly online followers 
who believe in the new age idea that we're on the brink of a paradigm shift, but also the conspiratorial idea that a cabal of evil elites is secretly controlling the sociopolitical order. People, people, people. They just need to drink more water. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone needs to drink more water. That that sounds like something that an Instagram therapist like might say. (laughs) Actually, that's true. (laughs) I just am telling, I just, I don't think it'll solve your problems, but like these people need to drink water and then like go swimming. Yeah. Apropos of nothing, drink more water. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But there's this alternative therapy to new age anti-vax conspiracy theory pipeline on Instagram. And for a lot of people, this account that I'm talking about is the top of the funnel. So I thumbed through this person's account and out of the gate, it's really compelling. I mean, amidst like the tumult of a worldwide pandemic, right? When like nearly every American is feeling isolated and overwhelmed, myself included, who doesn't want a lavender backdropped little quote? Her account is full of these like super optimized maxims like that. Buzzwords like trauma and paradigm shift and healing are broad enough that people can project whatever they want onto them. And this is a person who, by the way, is full of contradictions. So first of all, she is a licensed therapist in one state and is very proud of that. Well, like what state? I don't want to say. Oh, right. You can't. Okay, is it an annoying state? Yeah. Okay, then like literally, who cares? (laughs) Is she really licensed if the state is annoying? (laughs) (laughs) So she simultaneously is like very proud of this credential, but also denounces the mainstream mental health institution as you know being like fundamentally corrupt oh what you're saying is that she's drumming up all this attention on social media to be like oh i'm breaking down barriers because the the things that exist now are wrong which is partially true but she's taking it to an extreme yes she's making claim that i and only i have the solutions to your problems and while the majority of her followers follow only casually A lot of them come to worship her really zealously. Some of them sign up to Mm. be members of like her monthly healing circle. Uh And some of them will create their own offshoot circles based on her wisdom. Mm. Some of them disavow their friends and family and community and go down rabbit holes into more dangerous conspiracy theory kind of territory. And those people might not even know her, have never met her, have never DM'd with her. Does she have any association to those smaller groups? No, it's like perfectly parasocial. You know, what is having an influencer career in general in the first place? It's like Instagram is your marketing platform. Maybe you get a sponsorship, but like, It's what you use to hawk other things like a book or a subscription service or a product. And that is how she uses it. But she's not selling eye cream or whatever. She's selling you your mental health. And that's pretty dangerous. And I think that's what a lot of these Instagram therapists have in common is that the stakes are really high, particularly now. Yeah. I'm a little scared and it's like getting dark out. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's the perfect lighting to talk about the evil Instagram therapist. It's like Dr. Death, but Instagram therapy. Ooh. 
Anyone listen to that podcast? Great podcast. Yeah, it's so tough to talk about. It's like that quote you always tell me. Cults are like porn. You know it when you see them. But I don't actually think that's true. Cultishness <laughs> is in the eyes of the beholder. Actually, you're right. Some HBO shows these days are borderline porn and we are not talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like you might think of a cult as MAGA bros in their mom's basements. Mm. But those people think of cults as um, Black Lives Matter protests. 100%. There are qualities that all cultish groups have in common the conformity and the buzzwords and the exploitation you know things that we talk about on this podcast but I think a person can't always tell at first glance if someone is cultish or not due to just their own biases you know 100% like intuition is real and should be trusted if we're talking about like in-person interactions yeah but online Mm -hmm. that's where you're making it all up in your head because you're just projecting Yes. Although maybe I shouldn't use the word projecting because that's like a therapy word, right? And I don't know if I'm using it. Oh, yeah. And we'll talk about that in a second. So I talked to a woman who used to be a fan of this particular Instagram therapist who told me a little bit of her story. She said she started following this person because she'd been looking for a therapist for six months and they were all booked solid. She was a young mother who was diagnosed with ADHD and OCD right before the pandemic hit. So feeling just completely unmoored, helpless, and unable to find a traditional therapist, she was thumbing through different therapy accounts on Instagram and stumbled across this person. Wait, wait, wait. So what time period is this? It's like mid-2020, so recent. This woman told me like she spoke a lot about attachment theory, and that really struck a chord with me. Then decided to introduce her brother and her sister-in-law to this account and they were struggling with finances and marital issues and had four kids under 10. So they were in a vulnerable position. They couldn't swing the cost of therapy, so this woman recommended this Instagram therapy Uh. account. And they just glommed onto it. They were obsessed with it from the jump. And long story short, it's now been over a year since Mm. she's spoken to her brother or sister-in-law or any of her nephews and nieces. Wait, they started following the account and they just kind of fell off the grid? They just got really, really involved with the teachings of this one person, Mm -hmm. signed up for like every course, everything she was offering. The brother went off his meds, attempted to take his own life, and then even amidst all of that, had to cut the sister out of their lives because they told her she didn't have a high enough vibration wait okay that's insane that it's a high enough vibration but also that is so true that like one a good therapist can do wonders for you but a bad therapist can literally fuck up your life and the fact that this instagram influencer is giving questionable therapy to like millions of people and they're taking her at her word is definitely just fucked up actually this reminds me of like a lot of the conversation I've seen on TikTok around like the importance of having a minority therapist if like you yourself are a minority because it's like different communities and different cultures value uh, 
communication within your your family more. Mm. And a lot of white therapists who have POC clients don't know how to give advice to those clients. They just give them black or white advice like cut this person out because they're toxic. Never talk to them again. And that's not healthy. Yes, that is such a good point. Overuse the word boundaries. You don't even value community care anymore. Yeah, and people just avoid confrontation. They avoid discussing what the problem is in order to like remain in that community. They just instead leave their family or isolate themselves. Yes, they almost take on a paranoid stance of like, no one else can help me. I can only help myself with the help of this one guru. So what ended up happening to this person? So they cut her out of her life. Then the sister-in-law decided to launch her own offshoot of this person's teachings Uh and now leads like a mini in-person mental health cult of her own. So now they're fully in this sort of like new age alternative mental health world and refuse to consider anything else. That's so messed up and it's messed up because of like many reasons. But the way that I see it, if you have a platform of millions and millions of followers, you should be giving people resources on how to find affordable therapy, on how to access therapy, on where to find therapists in your area. Like I found my therapist on latinxtherapy.com because I saw a TikTok about it. Yeah. I am obsessed with my therapist. I was like, I want a therapist who can like relate to me and like immigrant life vibes. And it changed everything because all that person did on that TikTok was give me a resource. A thousand percent. And I think making certain mental health concepts available for anyone to to learn about for free is beneficial. Mm-hmm. But I think the fact that these relationships are parasocial and that these Instagram therapists never meet the people that they're giving advice to in real life, if they're giving absolutist advice at all that's a red flag yeah because they don't know you have you ever gotten like bad therapy advice in person and if so what did you do i've had a couple therapists before i got to the one that i have now who i really like and i don't think i've gotten bad advice but i have seen friends who have had really bad therapists who have isolated from their support groups. I have friends who are like, yeah, my therapist told me that it's all my parents' fault. And then they blame everyone for all their problems. Mm. And I'm like, I think that's the worst therapy advice I've ever seen someone get is a Mm. therapist who digs so deep into like the daddy issues or the mommy issues that they let their client blame everyone for Mm -hmm. everything. And I'm like, bro, no, a good therapist should be able to see through that bullshit and like, acknowledge for sure that like your past affects who you are today but we're adults like we need to take responsibility for our actions that's such a good point because certain ill-intentioned instagram therapists who are really treating it as a brand building exercise rather than a resource are just telling people what they want to hear Mm -hmm. right because that's going to keep them on their account longer so I asked a board certified therapist named Dr. Aaron Weiner shout out I asked him about the potential repercussions for a therapist dispersing, let's say, quackery, like false mental health information. Yeah, I love the word quackery. (laughs) To their patients in private practice, like in real life, expecting there to be a litany of checks and balances in place. Yeah. But I was surprised to find that instead, malpractice in behavioral health is a very wiggly concept, he said. 
because with psychotherapy there are not the same treatment algorithms that there are for say treating like a broken leg or an infection if if someone has a license to practice therapy in a certain state they can kind of say whatever they want malpractice in behavioral health is a really hazy gray area in medicine there are algorithms sometimes for how you treat things like leg pain or if you have a certain infection there are certain antibiotics that you really should be using that that sort of stuff when it comes to behavioral health we don't have that so when you're talking about online i mean you can say what you want you you, i mean there's there's really no there's no gatekeepers online there's nothing to hold you accountable it's actually a bit of an issue and it kind of bridges into this question of do we need more gatekeepers in behavioral health to ensure quality i feel like that's not okay i'm not a professional here but i feel like in order to create safe practices they should have a rule where like i don't know like your therapist shouldn't be allowed to tell you what to do like isn't the whole point of therapy that like your therapist helps you get to that conclusion yeah i mean but but there's different styles but there's different styles and it's and it's so individual like Even if an ethics complaint, let's say, is filed against a certain therapist for doing something as wrong as, you know, telling you you should go off your medication, even though that resulted in in harm for you, unless there's some clear legal breach like sexual assault, there's virtually no way to strip someone of their license. And that's in person therapy. Like when you're talking about online, you can truly say whatever you want, because even if in person you did something so wrong that you got stripped of your license or whatever, it wouldn't matter for Instagram because there are no credentials needed to practice as an influencer. Yeah, I feel like that's also why this Instagram therapist is so beloved, because clearly, like you just mentioned, there are a lot of issues with the institutions that exist around therapy today. There needs to be more research done for minority groups. There needs to be more research done for immigrant children or people who speak English as a second language. I think psychiatrists shouldn't be so quick to prescribe medication, especially to children. I think a lot of big institutions are working on improving the therapy that we have today. But this Instagram influencer is tapping at those insecurities and be like, oh, the system is so fucked up. It's so wrong. It's so incorrect that you should just follow me and my practices, which are worse. Yeah. Our practices are worse. A thousand percent. Yeah. And I think like we're also living in a weird time in terms of mental health and Instagram because there are so many people now who throw around mental health buzzwords and diagnoses Mm -hmm. to the point that they've lost their meaning like who the who among us has not heard terms like gaslighting and narcissist used wrong literally i feel like gen z is showing up to internships being like i'm sorry i'm late it was my trauma like you know (laughs) that's so true okay trauma is the biggest buzzword that gets misused especially because i i 100 believe people who say they have trauma i think we currently right now as a society all have trauma from COVID-19. Yeah. Like in some capacity. The way that like at least this Instagram therapist that we're talking about right now um, talks about trauma is in a way like offensive because she'll say things like, I believe all disease is connected to unresolved childhood trauma. She'll say statements in really absolutist ways Not all children, not everyone has trauma. Not everyone has trauma. And if all disease is connected to trauma, what about like childhood leukemia? Yeah. Like are you, it's it's victim blaming. We just said trauma so many times. (laughs) Did you know that if you say trauma 10 times fast in the dark, Trump shows up at your door? (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I do think the spread of therapy speak on social media is partially a good thing because it means there's more acceptance in general about like emotions and childhood experiences that can shape you. But it also is a bad thing because when people think, oh, I follow a bunch of therapy accounts on Instagram, so I know what trauma and narcissism mean, it makes the terminology less meaningful. Like 100%. So there are other followers of this woman that I talked to who had family members who went down QAnon rabbit holes by following her because even though she doesn't post QAnon stuff, she follows people who do. And so when an algorithm works, it's magic that can send certain followers. She follows people who post QAnon stuff. Oh, hell yeah. Instagram should come out with a feature that like you select groups or things that are red flags for you. And if someone you follow follows those red flags, it like flags it for you. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm so smart. Instagram, hire me or maybe don't. <laughs> Is that too complicated? Does that make sense? Yeah, although I guess it's a slippery slope because if you fill your Instagram feed with too many things that you already fully agree with, then that's just that's true. We an echo in. chamber. Yeah. This brings me to another point, which is like, if you're seeing a therapist in person, whether you like them or not, you are staring at like an in the flesh human. Mm -hmm. And so you know who exactly is giving you that advice. But if you're following an Instagram therapist account, anybody could be behind it. A catfish, an intern, you don't know who's behind that account. Yes. So that inherently is problematic because I only know this because my therapist and I were both going out of town and like really random. I was like, oh, I can't meet next week because I'm going to be in Paris. And she was like, wait, me too. <laughs> and we'd only ever met online. So she never told me this, but she was like, I just want to go over like the standard practices. She was mm -hmm. like, if we were to run into each other, I would not acknowledge it. If I saw you from across the room, I would pretend that I didn't. And if you felt comfortable, you're allowed to come up to me and introduce yourself. But that's your decision hmm. to make. And I really liked that she like explained that to me and that that was a standard practice. But the problem with this woman on Instagram, if people were to like run into her at the grocery store, they would be like, oh, my God. You know, yeah. like they're fans mm -hmm. of their therapist. That's so toxic. Like she has people eating out of her hand. Telling someone how to do something or pretending that you know more about how they should live their particular life than they do. I don't even do that in therapy. You know, I, we, we could talk about it. I'm there to be a mirror. I'm there to help people explore options. I could provide you know, fact, you know, science-based insight onto certain things or what techniques seem to work for most people, but you never should tell people what or what to do. Additionally, if, if we, we tend not to speak in absolutes very much, so like this will work, you're going to feel better, this is the only way to do it. Real psychological science and clinical acumen comes from seeing shades of prey. So this is one of the reasons why I take issue with the concept of social media therapy in general because even if you are a credentialed mental health practitioner in real life and not all of these people are the mix of medical advice and social media is such an awkward modern revelation the american medical association's code of ethics had this no advertising rule in the beginning that was in place for over a century that basically was trying to prevent against treating doctors as celebrities as rock yeah. stars because that has the potential to go awry i mean think about dr oz yeah who a few years ago got in trouble because he created this mass hysteria about there being like toxic poison and apple juice yes. all over the country i think there is a way to make mental health care more accessible using the internet but 
combining mental health care with celebrity, particularly yeah. social media celebrity, I think that's where you start to get major cultish problems. Ooh, okay, what a conversation we've had today. But Amanda, now we've gotten to the end. Out of the three cult categories, live your life, watch your back, or get the fuck out. What category do you think Instagram therapists fall into? So I think Instagram therapy in general is for sure a watch your back. I would not encourage anyone to wholesale unfollow every mental health related account yeah. that is in their feed. Like I, I follow an Instagram therapist, but her posts are incredibly nuanced and she's not trying to sell anything. Yeah. And she's not giving advice. Yeah. If it makes you feel good, like follow the account, you know? I think she's smart. I like the resources and books that she that she recommends. I think that that is a safe account. But I think that the Instagram therapist that we've been referencing this whole time is a get the fuck out. Do I think she set out to wreak havoc on some people's lives? Do I think she even thought she'd gain as much power as she has? No, I don't. But intentional or not, when you find yourself holding that much power over people's very sanity, you have to be responsible about it. Because at that point, you're not just a brand anymore. You're a cult leader. Yeah, like she's definitely become a charismatic leader she's gotten her hands in your pockets for your cash she's taken advantage of people's vulnerability for that profit and she clearly doesn't feel like she needs to roll it back because her instagram is still growing and growing and growing if a social media therapist is being overly self-promotional about their methods is hawking products and programs making fantastical or absolutist claims improperly citing their sources or like straight up giving advice at all online, like those are cues to unfollow, you know? Yeah. And if there are people following this person and creating their own little groups based off of that person, then, you, you know, now you're just an MLM. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's like a mental health pyramid scheme. I don't know. That therapist, Aaron Weiner, that I spoke to earlier, he has a decent following actually online, but it's on LinkedIn which is just like a chiller platform than Instagram. And even if he has online fans, they are not the terrifying zealots that uh, some of the other Instagram therapist fans are. That is so funny because I, I agree that LinkedIn is a lot more chill than Instagram, but they have their own thing going too. Like people are out there being like, I am so honored that <laughs> I have been accepted into this position at X fucking lame company. Like, you know, <laughs> cult of LinkedIn for another day. Yes. It's counterintuitive, but if you see an Instagram therapist with millions of followers and a blue check, that's not a cue that you should follow them. That's a cue that you should run. Yeah. Run as far as you can. Throw your phone across the room. <laughs> We've all done it. Well, Jesus, not to scare you, but, you know, be vigilant out there. That's our show. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with a new cult next week. But in the meantime, stay culty, but not too culty. Sounds Like a Cult is created, hosted, and produced by Amanda Montel and Issa Medina. Kate Elizabeth is our editor. Our podcast studio is all things comedy, and our theme music is by Casey Cole. 
Subscribe to Sounds Like a Cult wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. And if you like our show, feel free to give us a rating and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash sounds like a cult. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry. That's the car I drove growing up, and I couldn't have asked for a more reliable vehicle. Built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats, ooh la la, and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Come and join me for the cultiest event of the season. Oh, hey, it sounds like a cult host Amanda here to invite you this April to New York, Boston, and Philly, where I'm putting on a culty variety show that you are not gonna wanna miss. This show, Cult Gathering Extravaganza, features guest appearances from the cult-followed podcasters behind normal gossip, petty crimes, love letters, and strange customs, plus drag burlesque performances, a musical guest, exclusive merch, a meet and greet, and more. And this just in, for the New York event, use the code CULTMAGIC, no spaces, at checkout for 10% off your ticket. A copy of my new book is also included in the price. It's going to be a hootenanny. Recruit your friends. Ticket links can be found at the link in our Instagram bio at Sounds Like a Cult Pod or on our website, soundslikeacult.com.